Dear friends in Christ, one of the most important questions concerning our existence here on earth is the question, how can I find true meaning for my life? Two weeks ago we started this sermon series by reminding ourselves that we find meaning to our lives by understanding the fact that our story, our life, is a subplot of God's story. And when we are a part of God's story, that makes our story very important. Last week, Pastor Kurt reminded us that we also find meaning in our lives by having a theme or a purpose for our lives. I heard one person say recently, Throughout my life, God has used me to care for people that needed a a little extra love. Well, you see, that has given meaning and purpose to that person's life. And I hope that, that you have thought about that too and know there is specific purpose for your existence day by day. Today, we will be reminded what the famous psychologist Viktor Frankl once said, He said that people gain a sense of meaning in their life when they find a redemptive perspective towards the suffering that they have gone through, or life's negative turns, we call it. Redeeming life's negative uh, situations or turns is really what we want to get into today. How do we see a different perspective on the suffering and the trials that we have gone through in our lives. What Dr. Frankel is trying to say is that in every tragedy, we have the ability to find something good. Now, this can be something that we've learned through a tragedy or a trial. Sometimes we can look back and say, boy, I learned a lot of empathy for that person or that group when I went through that. Or we can see that even though we had to suffer a little bit, if that wouldn't have happened, someone else would have had to go through much greater suffering. And we see some good then, even though we had to suffer a lot in the meantime. Now, Frankel doesn't mean to say that tragedy is a positive thing. No, the negative turns in our lives are still negative. But if we're going to find healing and wholeness in our lives, we must find something meaningful that comes to us even through the trials of life. Dr. Frankel was an Austrian, and he worked in many different hospitals with uh, psychiatric uh, people with psychiatric problems throughout Austria. And over the years of his career, he worked he said, with 30,000 patients. And not a single patient under his watch over all those years committed suicide, even though many, many of them had that potential that he worked with. Finding a redemptive purpose or perspective to our negative turns in life is a really extremely powerful tool for gaining emotional health, I believe. 
Don Miller, the one that wrote Storyline, says these words. He says, God wants to take what Satan meant for evil and redeem it for his purposes, he says. This is a blow to Satan to take what he has done in the world, hold it up to his face and say, now look what the Lord has done with your evil work. You know, God has always been in the redeeming business. Jesus laid it out for his disciples in our gospel text today. He laid out for them the negative turns that he was about to experience as he went to Jerusalem, his suffering, and finally his death on the cross. But that suffering and that death would be redeemed by the resurrection. It allowed his work on the cross to be validated. His death had a purpose, you see. And it was because of that that Jesus was given the strength by the Lord to continue on through those negative turns in his life because he knew there was an ultimate purpose. There was some good that would come from it. Now, if we want to join Christ in his work here on earth, then we need to to start by taking our trials and our tragedies and allow them to glorify God in some way. And you get a sense of that, of what Paul was trying to get at in our uh, lesson today when he writes these words from his prison cell. He says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, in other words, his imprisonment, is actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Something good, you see, was even coming out of this terrible time in Paul's life when he was in prison. Now, Paul could have played the victim in this case, He could have written and told his readers that because of this terrible situation that he was in, he couldn't do anything positive to advance the kingdom of God. But Paul did not succumb to that temptation. In fact, in Romans 8 that we heard John read as well, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. We can be conquerors even in the midst of these trials that we go through, Paul says. Now, there is a strong temptation, I believe, for all of us, including myself, to want to be victims when trials come. And we want to stay in that mode of thinking, being a victim, and because of that, we can't do a lot of things that we would want to do in life because we're such, we're in this pit, so-called pit of life. But when Satan tempts you to be the victim in a particular situation, don't fall for that. The past can be redeemed no matter what terrible thing has gone on in your life. 
Paul says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. God works things out for good. That means the negative is still a negative, but he's going to do something to show some good in the midst of that particular negative situation. Psychologist Henry Cloud has defined a victim as a person who is truly powerless in a given situation. Many of us were victims when we were children as we dealt with life at that age. But the sad fact is that many adults still are playing the victim card even as they are older now. Once we are given the power, though, to redeem a situation, we don't have to be victims anymore. We can participate with God in bringing redemption into our trial or tragedy and light into the darkness that we have found in our world. Bishop Desmond Tutu of South Africa was put in charge of a commission to bring healing to the nation after the uh, terrible time in which South Africa uh, dealt with apartheid. And when asked what kind of people he wanted on his commission to bring healing, Tutu said he wanted victims. Victims, he said, whose lives had been torn apart, people who had been put in prison, people who's had their, who had their house burned down, and so on. But he said, but they cannot stay victims. If they want to serve on the commission, they must be people who have forgiven their oppressors. These people, Tutu said, will be the healing or the wounded healers of South Africa. Not the victims, but the victims who have now moved on and have found something good even in the terrible time they had experienced. Those people would be doing something positive now with their pain. By being on that commission, and being a part of that process of bringing healing to their land. As you and I seek to find redemption for our negative turns in our life, we often will face resistance, no matter how hard we try. It's so easy to want to cling on to being in that victim mindset. We have trouble forgiving people who have wronged us. But if you're tempted today to see yourself just as a victim of life, woe is me, I'm, I'm, I'm such a needy person. If that's kind of your attitude today, then ask yourself why you want to stay in that situation, why you want to continue to be a victim. I believe some people are victims because they get more attention that way or they have power over somebody else and they, and they like it that way. So prayerfully today, if you find yourself being in that rut of being a victim, prayerfully go to the Lord and help him to change that identity that you have got used to because it's only causing you more and more pain by staying in that mindset. Playing the role of a victim is a powerful way to control other people, you see. And if we are victims then someone else owes us something.
but this is not a sign of good health. We may have to prayerfully be willing to give up control, to ask God to help us do that over others. And in doing so, we'll find that we're free and others will be set free as well. Pastor Rick McKinley once defined forgiveness as accepting the hurt, the reality of hurt that somebody has given you, but no longer holding anything against them. Now, I like this definition because it means that we don't have to complete, be completely healed in order to forgive someone. Sometimes healing takes a long time. But God calls us, though, to enter into a spirit of forgiveness for that person. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the pain or the hurt has gone away. It simply means that we relinquish the control we have over that other person who has hurt us. Forgiveness, yes, is a process. And while we may not be able to forgive a person that hurt us right away or today, we need to begin to pray that the Lord would begin to, to bring about a spirit of forgiveness in our hearts against those people that have wronged us so that at some point we'll be able to be free from those negative emotions. Well, how have some people sought to find good in the trials and tragedies of their lives? Don Miller writes, for example, he says, the loss of a job, it's a terrible thing. But the loss of a job may, for some people, help them to downsize. We were humbled, he says, through that experience, someone writes, and are realizing what really is important now? When I lost my job, he says, I thought so many other things uh, were out there that were important, but now that I've lost my job, I realize they're not important. We may also have been uh, graciously taught our security cannot come from the things of this world. It comes from God alone. And he says other people who have lost loved ones. He writes, we came to realize how much our community loved and supported us. We were thankful the person we lost was spared the pain of losing us. And instead, we could bear the pain of losing them. The lost helped us realize how short and fragile life is and realigned our priorities. Do you get the feeling here? All these tragedies of life, there are some things that we can lo always learn from even these type of trials. Yeah, God doesn't want us to lose our job. He doesn't want us to lose important people around us. The idea you see behind finding a redemptive perspective towards our suffering is not to turn a negative into a positive. A negative will always be a negative. We're not trying to look at things from an optimistic point of view. We need to honestly say, that hurt. That was a negative experience. That was a tragedy in my life. But rather what we're trying to do here is to see that God, what God can do with our tragedies. What can we learn through them? What can we offer the world now that we couldn't have if we had never experienced that kind of pain in our life? How can this hard thing we've gone through 
be redeemed by God. Well, I ask you today, as I've asked myself, what negative turns in your life are keeping you from experiencing a meaningful life today? Are you a victim because of something in the past and you haven't been able to get beyond those negative things? Ask God, even today, to help you see these trials as something God can redeem, something that he can, he can use for some good purpose. And as a result, allow him to give healing to your soul. In his time, God will make something ugly. He will make it beautiful.